Speaking of, you know, again, we went from good, bad, ugly right to this. So we went from a Western, the Western's Western, right? Like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. quintessential Western to the Quintin Central Western. <laughs> oh. Nice. Um, oh, clip it. Clip it. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. All four of us are back. She's back from Disneyland. Welcome back. She went to Disneyland. I did go to Disneyland. Because apparently. How was it? Yeah. How was it? Uh, It was really fun. It was really cold. I feel (laughs) deceived because everyone says California is really sunny and we were there the one week where it rained pretty Mm. much the whole time and it was like really cold. But it didn't stop the magic. So Yeah. Our Mickey Mouse wasn't good enough. <laughs> no. So she went way over there. California Mickey Mouse, baby. California. California. Uh, this week we watched a movie. Uh, we watched a movie called Django Unchained. Our second Tarantino. My second Tarantino ever. Uh, first time watch for Nick and I. Uh, nope. Second time for Daniel. Carl, had you seen it only once before? I think so. Yeah, just off and on a little bit, but yeah. All right, so that's that's going to be uh, an interesting dynamic we have. We're we're split two and two. Two of us have seen it before, and two of us hadn't. Um, it is so. As four white people, there <laughs> <laughs> we go. Talking about a movie about enslaved people. Uh, we're gonna do our best not to be unintentionally and undeliberately horrendously offensive. So. Uh, we're trying over here. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Our intentions are pure. But if we say something wrong, we're sorry. <laughs> um, however, I thought it was a good movie. I had a fun time. Um, it was definitely funnier than I expected. Um, and that must just be a hallmark of Tarantino movies. Maybe they're just funny. The two I've seen have had really funny parts in them. Um what y'all think? What y'all think of it? Like expectations, I guess, Nick. It it was long. <laughs> That's my takeaway. It was shorter than the last <laughs> I, one. It was about the same. It was like fifteen minutes. Two forty five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just shy of it. All I'm saying is I want a I want a under two hour movie next, please. Gone with um, the wind is coming. No, I liked yeah, I liked it. Um God, if we pull Gone with the Wind this week, I'm gonna lose my mind. Yeah. Um I kind of went into it because last week we watched The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. So I yes. kind of went into it thinking about that movie and expecting essentially that movie. Um, but I was very wrong. Um, I didn't even know it was about slavery until I started it. Yeah. Um, it was good though, man. It kind of felt like a superhero movie by the end of it. That's um, Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that. Seeing, seeing the character progression of Django... Um, being like that really shy, or not shy, just terrified, quiet uh, slave turning into this, like, I don't know, fighting for his freedom, fighting for his wife. Yeah. Went in in the end. It was, it was good. It was good. Uh, I underestimated Jamie Foxx. I'd never I'd, seen a Jamie Foxx movie, I don't think. Well, I'd only <laughs> seen him in Spider-Man. Which uh, really? Okay, so I saw the new Spider-Man. character. Oh, my God. It's pretty rough. Yeah. Different um, role for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I had very low expectations there, but um, he killed it. I'm interested. That's so funny that that's all you knew him from. <laughs> Electro Man. <laughs> I guess that's all I've seen him in too. Uh, I don't know what his character's name is in Spider-Man. Um, I think it's just Electro. I think it is, yeah, Electro. just Electro. <laughs> yeah. so Electro Man. I'm interested in Carl and Danielle um, between <laughs> your first and second viewings. Like how... How is the second? How is it the second time through? I guess. So, I I like the movie. I don't think I love it. Mm. It like, and you know, coming off of Pulp Fiction and the Good, the Bad, the Ugly, you know, arguably you have like the best western of all time, and then Tarantino's best film. So this movie, I feel like, isn't like as good of a western as Good, Bad, the Ugly, and I don't feel like. It's as good a Tarantino as like Pulp Fiction. So I okay. feel like it kind of does a pretty good job of both, but not like a, uh, you know, knock your socks off movie. Um, 
that being said, that sounds like a terrible review. I do like it. It just doesn't yeah. have that extra bit of like polish or something. It's I'm not, not going to be able to like articulate it as well as yeah. I should be able to, but it's just something that isn't quite there for me. It definitely didn't feel like watching a legendary movie. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in the way that like Pulp Fiction within 20 minutes, you're like, this is a legendary movie. Yeah. Like this is yeah. one of the greatest movies of all time. Uh, Django didn't feel that way, but mm-hmm. I liked it. What do you, what do you, what about you? You, you hadn't seen the movie in probably what, 10 years. So, uh, yeah, maybe not quite. I think I saw it when I was like a sophomore junior in college. Um, it was pretty much what I remembered it to be. Um, Except I forgot pretty much like the whole like Candyland <laughs> bit. I was like, oh, like they got to Candyland and I was like, why are we almost over? And then I was like, oh, oh no, no, we had an hour left. We're here for like an hour. So that hour was a little stressful. But um, yeah, it was. I'm losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. It was it was what <laughs> I expected. I like it, too, because it ends on a positive note. If anything was a, more tonally dark than it already was, like I would not like this movie because I don't like movies to bum me out severely so um that's kind of why i I, how go ahead nick how did you feel about the the gore stuff i was watching some of these ridiculous over the top like shotgun shots that were just throwing blood everywhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. i kind of like i I couldn't remember if you just didn't like gore if you didn't like like the blood stuff i don't know I was like, I bet you Danielle isn't loving this stuff. No, I definitely looked away like several times. Really? All throughout that. Or like the scene with D'Artagnan. I mean, it was so over the top. Oh, with yeah. the dog. The gunshots yeah. I had no problem with. The mauling is where I was like, Ooh, and the whipping yeah. I couldn't. Dude, I couldn't that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's the fighting men I couldn't. That was too much. Fighting men was terrible. Like, yeah. I almost don't. I don't like seeing people in pain. So like the gunshots yeah. were fine. <laughs> But just because it's <laughs> that quick. one dude, they get shot like six times though, and he's like, "Ow!" Yeah, that's every true. time. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But you don't, you know, it's over quick. So anything mm-hmm. that's like drawn yeah. out, like gore, I, is where I'm like, Ugh. I so that speaking of, you know, again, we went from good, bad, ugly, right to this. So we went from a western, the westerns, western, right, like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. quintessential western, to the Quentin. Central Western. Nice. Um, Clip it. It definitely. So like one of the things, the pre-roll credits. Again, we got pre-roll mm. credits. I like pre-roll credits. Nick hates pre-roll credits. Uh, but the pre-roll credits felt super Western. Uh, you know, the old timey font and yeah. uh, like showing the names up in that red old school Western mm. font. I thought that was cool. I really like pre-roll credit scenes uh especially in i mean westerns are that so that that was a good feel but um what was very i guess not that snapped you out of for me at least the old western feel was the first headshot in the movie uh that um the dentist does dr schultz Mm. when he shoots um those two slavers right that he's trying to buy Django. And uh, they're like, you can't have him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he does the first sleeve gun kill and it like explodes, he explodes in a red mist. And I'm like, oh, this ain't your daddy's Western. (laughs) Western. You know what I mean? Like there's some gore in the old Westerns. Like you'll, even in uh, Good, Bad, Ugly, we saw some shirts pulled back and some gross gunshot wounds. But man, red mist and splatter. Nobody, nobody shoots a horse either. That's a. Yeah, he capped that horse. Truman's truce kind of thing. But that scene had some comedy too. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dentist is Dr. King Schultz the, is a really hilarious character he's the best yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. say, he might be my favorite yeah. I don't think that's a bold stance I think he's the best yeah. character in the movie I think he's yeah. great he's really funny uh, he plays into being foreign really well uh, mm-hmm. in a very humorous way like it it allows him I think introducing him and having him be a foreign character I think in a way allows him to be an over the top like comic relief kind of character to us because oh he's not yeah. like everybody else because he's foreign yeah uh, and it's an outside perspective on the culture as a whole right like he's yeah, yeah. we've got a it's guy buying we got a guy buying slaves who hate slavery which is interesting 
Yeah. Um, but he's doing it to fulfill a bounty. So and the bounty hunter angle angle was cool. I'm not the uh the bounty hunter named Django is not lost on me. The Star Wars Django mm-hmm. Fed is a bounty hunter, you know, everything's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Everything um, is Star Wars. Movie took place in uh eighteen fifty eight, so two years before the Civil War. Um uh which is interesting. I think uh, uh Good Bad Ugly was a couple years in. So we're yeah. dancing around the civil war between these two Western movies. Uh, so much more violent than any Western I've seen, which is, I think limited to just four Eastwood movies. It's all the Westerns I've seen. It's so. part of the difference between this and like a true Western, the humor too. Cause I didn't watch the Western last week. Oh yeah, <sighs> man. I don't oh, know man. enough to be able to draw you a comparison. I'll say the pacing is much different. Um, the, this movie had some, um, like the the amount of like push in whip sound effect like whoosh, and then yeah. it like pushed in that was like egregious the amount of times they did that I guess it yeah. was very yeah. much they like, made up for the uh, missing parts and the folly from the last movie like yeah. this one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like really yeah. overdid it yeah so that All like that, that stuff is kind of taking the piss out of westerns in a way I think um and the music in this one was pretty modern. That's what Surprising. I was going to say. I Very don't know modern. how I feel about modern music and period pieces or historical Have movies. Have you seen it, Peaky it Blinders? It kind of takes me out sometimes. Not really. I've seen some. Like, I tried to start it, but I was like, I'm just going to watch Parks and Rec again. So. <laughs> Peaky <laughs> Blinders has Story more modern life. music mm-hmm. in a, in a mm-hmm. period piece. Um, yeah. I li- how do you feel it works for that? Or do you, or Peaky Blinders or in this movie? Yeah. In, in, well, both, yeah. And the Peaky Blinders doesn't have a lot of, at least the episodes I've seen, from what I remember, didn't have a lot of vocalized, like, singing. Okay. Whereas this was like, this would throw you in a straight up rap song. Yeah. Uh, but I liked like it. Ross. One of the things I wrote about, uh, down about the music uh, later in my notes, uh, especially they do this in the end when Django starts getting on his, like, revenge tour, essentially, right? Uh, <laughs> he's bribed off the uh, Australian miners. Um Miners with an E, uh, like <laughs> people who mine. Uh, and that's the Tarantino scene um, where he's actually an actor in it. Uh, but they have they have a couple period where like he is, you know, he comes back and shoots the dude that was going to cut his nuts off and blah, blah, blah. And they're playing music during mm-hmm. that. But then they do hard cuts to it, not on like kicking the door into a beat or whatever, you know, like where you would normally cut a song. They would just like cut it flat, and I was like, "Ooh, this is interesting." Normally, that would drive me crazy, but they did it three times very deliberately for emphasis, but not like on a beat, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So that that was interesting. I I I kind of like the blend of modern music and old Western music to answer your question. Um. I wonder if it works because it's like revisionist history that he's kind of plugging in, almost like Tyler with the frames, kind of like modern twists yeah i don't know i don't i don't know it, well, it, it took me out i was it, i'm kind of on the fence about it because i'm like i get what he's doing but it also makes me remember this isn't happening now it's a movie it makes me yeah. it takes me out of it a little bit so i don't know i, I think that's totally fair um, I, um a fun fact for you so there's a, a scene there at the end where it's like a you see all the, like all these horses and stuff and Django's character like coming across the screen and there's this rap song playing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a song that was custom made for the movie featuring Jamie Foxx. Oh. A uh, Hundred Black Coffins. Okay. Yep. I remember that song distinctly. That yep. Yeah. Okay. So that was made for pretty the movie. Cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. Um, I couldn't imagine. So one of the things that was... I, and this is true of, I guess, a lot of period pieces because they're just are different. We society's different these days. But man, imagine having to be a white actor in a script. Like you get a script and you're like, I've got to call Jamie Foxx the N word how many yeah. times? Yeah. yeah. Like that can't be comfortable, right? Like that's got to be no. deeply uncomfortable. Or like unless when they're egging well, him on, yeah. like the fighting. Unless you're a horrendous evil person, that can't yeah. <laughs> Like I if and, I'm DiCaprio, I'm coming out of every every scene change going, "I am so sorry." <laughs> you well, know no, what I mean? He he did that though. Like he he I listened to a couple of interviews 
with him and then with him and some of the other cast. And he was talking about some specific scenes there at the end in Candyland where, like, he had to take a break and be like, guys, I can't do it for a second. Like, this is too much. It's too emotional. Um, so, yeah, he, he definitely felt the weight of that, I think. Yeah, it's... He, he described it as, like, his character couldn't be more polar opposite than him, than him in real life. Yeah. Um, I, I, which is, I mean... it was funny. <laughs> I listened to an interview with him and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And he was talking about how it was so hard to say certain words around them. And Samuel L. Jackson just stopped him, took him to the side and was like, this is just another Thursday for us. Get back to work. Yeah. There's a, I forget the comedian, but he has a bit about like, imagine having the balls to look Sam Jackson in the eye and like yell the N word. Like, dude, like Leonardo's a real one is essentially what he's saying. But uh, yeah, that's, that's just, that's kind of, that took me not really out of it, but I was like, man, imagine having to be an actor in this situation. That's crazy. Um, Crazy. Uh, I have a fact that's a little strange. So in the, um, uh, when the dentist takes Django to the town uh, and shoots the sheriff <laughs> right before he does that, they go into the saloon, right? And they get a beer or whatever. Uh, and there are rags hanging from the counters. Did y'all notice that in the saloon? I so old Western saloons had towels that would hang. I just saw a TikTok about this, which means it has to be a hundred percent historically <laughs> accurate uh, and didn't look works. it up beyond this. But uh, I just saw a TikTok a couple of days before the movie. Those rags that were hanging, they're like under the bar top, right? Like where a purse hook would be in a in a modern mm-hmm. bar, right? So they're underneath. Long white towels. And what uh, apparently what they were used for is uh, wiping the foamy beer off your long cowboy mustache. Oh. And they, oh. Were, they were not ever washed and were a huge transmitter of diseases back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> And as like someone, I would just use my sleeve, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. As someone with a big face hair, though, I uh, I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. the need mm. for. Got to dab your mustache. Well, you got to drink everything twice. It's like drink the beer, then suck it out <laughs> of your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's great. Got to get it, get uh, it with your upper lip. Yeah. Mm. Or your lower lip. Yep, that's right. That's that's what I have to do. So mustache rags, everyone. Uh, they were maybe real. Bring them back. They were real. Um, <laughs> Don't bring them back. Uh, the sheriff scene too, when he shoots the sheriff and is like, the way he negotiates his way with his hands up out of like, I'm yeah, a bounty hunter. I'm like, that like, that's his system. Government. His system is chaos, and then it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's funny that this okay. western there's also a bounty scam, but it's more like it's not a scam so much, but he's got his own little trick about it that makes it kind mm-hmm. of going around the bout. Uh, yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. We do have <laughs> two bounties being kind of played in a way. Yeah, two movies in a row. Yep, and we also um, get. Well, we can we can get there, but we also get a, it reminded me of the good, the bad, the ugly, in the sense that like at a certain point, Jamie Foxx's character had a certain bit of information that this other character needed to get to this thing. Um, yeah, true. He, you knew what they he looked knew what like. The, the brothers looked like. So okay. Yeah. 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 There. Yeah. Was the other one had the license to kill. Of, yeah. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, where he knew, I guess, where the what grave the treasure was buried in, or whatever. Right. Man, sh- I loved. We talked about how cool the gun stuff was in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but man, the sleeve gun. It's so mm. cool. Oh, yeah. It's very Assassin's Creed if you've played those video games ever. Yeah. Uh, with you the hidden blade and the sleeve. Um, the sleeve gun and the noise it made. and, and Oh, dude, it's just the coolest thing. Uh, I loved every time, all three or four times the sleeve gun was used, I was like, this is the best. <laughs> yeah. I want a sleep gun. The best one was against Candy, though. And he's like, I insist. And he's like, oh. okay. And I was like, yeah, get him. Like, so, why'd you have to do that, though? Like, come on. Yeah, that's Y'all could have had everything. He, yeah. He definitely, yeah, put his life on that one. I mean, he de- <laughs> it I didn't mean, work he out. De- he deserved it, but, you know. An interesting relationship between Schultz and Django, right? So he purchases Django at the beginning of the movie. That's like, what gets the plot rolling? Um, mm-hmm. He's looking for Django because Django was owned by the three brothers that Schultz had a bounty to get. And that bounty was worth $75. Um, And the deal was, Schultz is like, I hate slavery, so here's the deal. I need you to, willingly or not, point out these three brothers to me. You do that. I kill them. 
I turn them in, I'll let you free uh, and free you essentially. So, uh, and Django's like, I mean, I get to kill my former, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this is rad. Sign like it's up. a win-win for yeah. him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he was going to give him $75, I think out of the bounty, which might not have been all of it. Right. Yeah. I don't remember how much it was, but it was a good, it was a lot. It was for the time period. It was a much, lot. Uh, it may have been the, well, yeah, much the 30% cheaper that he promised him later that he, yeah, $75. I looked it up in inflation. I think inflation was like, is insane. It was about 2,700 bucks today. Um, so not a ton, but still a lot. But what was interesting to me is that amount of money for a bounty was way lower than in the good, the bad, the ugly. We were talking three, four thousand dollar bounties. Yeah. Um, which with, I think it was was something like 3,600% inflation between then and now. That's wild. So, Times it Do by. Do you remember when the good, the bad, the ugly took place? Mid this was 62. 62, wasn't it? yeah. This is 58. This is 58. So, so four years later. So it's not too far off. Right. But, but it's they, just... they did give a huge list of crimes, too, for Tuco. So these guys may have just been. This, that may just be murder, and his was like murder and rape and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, true. That's true. That's and true. I think every time he escaped, they'd probably tack on like a $500, you know, upcharge yeah. or something like that. So it, it may not be. That's right. You know, quite one to one, but yeah. Um, but I, I just liked that it was, is an interesting way of making a bond between those two characters with the whole, like, um, Hey, we've got this common goal and I'll let you go. But then he stayed on. He's like, Oh, your wife and all that stuff went along, but man turned him into just a natural, he's a natural born killer. He's crazy. (laughs) Django's awesome. (laughs) It was, it was like a superhero movie in a way for a couple, like, uh, so cool. And then the, the man, the uh was it after after they kill the brothers at that what was that plantation called big daddy big daddy's plantation yeah big daddy big daddy is in the kkk <laughs> <laughs> so we have i uh, forgot about that one of the funniest parts of the movie for me was that oh, clan God. meeting with like jonah hill and yeah, everybody for some yeah. reason. and they're talking about there the, for 5 minutes talking about the aisles in the in the in the hoods My- my wife spent all afternoon making these, and you guys could be yeah. a little more grateful. So funny. Are we wearing we're the masks not, or are we not wearing the masks? We're not saying the masks were a bad idea. It's just the execution wasn't that great. <laughs> more time I'm on going the home. You guys time. do this alone. That scene got like funny again for me like three times because it just wouldn't end and kept being hilarious. Oh, uh, dude. It was such a funny way to make you laugh at these evil people. Before blowing them up. Yeah. yeah. Which was great. Yeah. Uh, I saw an interview uh, just right before we started recording where it was like the whole cast and Jonah Hill was at the table and they cut to him for a question. He was like, I don't know why I'm here. I had like three seconds in the movie. Why am I sitting here with all these legends? I don't know. He's like, I was just happy to be there. When he popped in the movie, I was like, Jonah Hill? <laughs> I did a double take. I was like, that's not. <laughs> yeah. I had to look it up. Uh, I man, it's such a cool uh, blowing up the KKK was hilarious. Um, yeah, Schultz is so clever. He's just so clever. He's he got reminds a me of Blondie. Yeah, because he's a step ahead he's of everybody the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I, like that's got to yeah. be a staple in Western movies, right? Like all the ones I've seen, one of the main, if not the main protagonist, like this wasn't the case for Django necessarily. He wasn't a step ahead. He was just like mentally stronger than everybody else, I guess. Yeah, like when they're doing the whole, like you've got to play a character. We're doing a bit. Um, and then some horribly racist and brutalist stuff starts happening and Schultz starts like kind of balking. Yeah. Right. And it's even a part in the movie where Schultz is like, Hey, you sure are doubling down like maybe too much. Yeah. And Django's like, you're being too soft. Let me do this. How I'm going to do it. Um, and man, it's just such an, I, I really liked their relationship in the way, especially the way that Django develops, at, not in the way that I thought he would. He develops into just like, to get this goal accomplished, he's like a steely, cold-hearted, like this is the objective, I'm going to play mm-hmm. this role. like Laser focused. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't care who gets killed. I don't care how 
people are going to look at me like because the other enslaved people are looking at him like he's the worst, right? Yeah. They he hate said, him. The role he's playing was like the absolute bottom, like worst thing you could be. Yeah, the African American oh, slaver. Yeah, it's the worst so that's thing why possible. They hated him so much because it was like that's even worse than he said. Like the head house. Um, yeah. 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 So. <laughs> it's uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to talk about. This it stuff. is. It is hard to and talk about. And I was about, about to say, it. this is a risky movie to quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. But it's and a lot of that stuff was really hard to watch. Like you mentioned earlier, the mm. dog scene was brutal, oh. and then they do yeah. flashbacks to it that are even worse. Yeah, and even yeah. like the, and all the stuff with his wife watching, like what his wife had to go through, the hot box just, stuff, oh and oh, it just hurts man. my heart oh, yeah. so much. Whipping scene, I hate whipping scenes. There was oh, a whipping yeah. scene in um, Gangs in New York that was brutal too. Hmm. Um, Have I already blocked that out of my memory? Probably. I don't even remember <laughs> that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gl- I'm on a I level. Will say, since they, you brought it up, oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say they took extra care too in those scenes to film it in a way that was respectful might not be the word but just kind of reverent to what it was symbolic of and what they were filming and why they were making this kind of movie um they said that when they were filming those whipping scenes like it was not a a fun day on set yeah well it was a very like (laughs) we all get why this movie's important we know why we're here not a lot of goofing off i guess that day but they would like play gospel music in between cuts okay so it was like a very i guess somber kind of day um it came across as like definitely heavy and hard to watch heavy but there weren't like they could have gone too far with it yeah and they didn't i thought yeah as a straight white guy i thought they didn't i thought it was good i thought i thought like they were heavy-handed but in a in a way that they I guess it needed to be to portray how right. awful it was right. uh, with uh, not accuracy. Cause you can't, but you know, I, I, I think, you know you what I'm trying the, to say. You get the gist. Carl, what were you trying to say a second ago? Well, yeah. This is going to be so unimportant now compared to the whipping thing. But, uh, <laughs> you, uh, on a lighter note, uh, yeah. you had mentioned gangs in New York. And I was going to say, I see a lot of parallels between the butcher's character and Leo's uh, candy yeah. uh, character. They're both this eccentric, uh, not a well, not a center. I guess it's kind of a center, but yeah. charismatic, and but deplorable people, Pretty both racist and both you know like willing to do whatever it takes to kind of stay on top, kind of thing. But also, really good actor performances on both. So oh, a lot of similarity yeah. there. But yeah, that was all I wanted to say. It's not important at all. No, <laughs> like, but this, this is yeah. your second Leonardo DiCaprio movie, right, Cameron? Yes. So how did you feel about him in this compared to Gangs of so, New York? Uh, well, it's a much more mature DiCaprio. I yeah. think there's. 20 years in between the two movies, give or take five or so. Um, I mean, this might've picked up some new tricks. This performance was so much better, right? Yeah. Like I, I thought so. it was insane. You can't even compare him. Yeah. I was like, it makes Yo. you hate Leo. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this yeah. is why it was brutal that he hadn't won an Oscar forever. Like, cause he's great. I really did not like Gangs in New York, but I really liked his performance in this. Now, Nick, I have a question. Did, did you? I assume you looked up some facts and stuff. Um, yeah, a little. It didn't look like he meant to slice his hand open in that scene where he's yeah, the skull dude. scene. And so, then, yeah, there, to, there's to, a scene to go further than that. Then he just wipes the blood on that lady's face. I'm like, oh my yo, God. I okay. hope that a that was a supposed to happen, and b that yeah. she was okay with that. That was so. Okay, go ahead. Hang on, take it back. We we get this scene where Django and um, Doctor Schultz are at the table with Leonardo's character Candy, and they're negotiating, um, getting Django's wife and getting this other guy. Yeah. Um, and it's revealed that it's revealed to Candy that they're what they're doing and that they're kind of playing him and trying to get Django's wife. Um, and he comes back and kind of surprises him. But yeah, he he slams his hand down on the table through a I guess a, a wine glass or something because they said it had a stem. The stem punctured his hand Ooh. during the scene, uh, and he he didn't flinch. He just kept going oh with the gosh. scene to the point where Tarantino thought that he had put a blood pouch in his hand. Mm-hmm. So like after he slams his hand down, all that blood is freaking real. 
Oh. Yeah, I thought. What? I, I, th- I th- and he just kept going with it. Yeah, I think for a second you know, he else looks, did that? looks at his Orson hand. Wells. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When, in that scene where he was throwing all the stuff. Oh, that's right. We talked about that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like there was a part where DiCaprio looked at his hand even and like messed mm. with the blood in a way. Mm. And well, I was like, and, oh, he's just actually like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> and Jamie Foxx breaks character too. And he just kind of looks straight ahead. He's like, oh my God, we're still going. We're still filming. <laughs> uh, and apparently, so they, they kept filming for probably Never shut the so cameras there. off, yeah. Wow. Well, and then they cut and freaking everyone gave him a standing ovation. No kidding. Oh. On set. And then they cleaned him up and put fake blood on his hand for the face wipe. Okay. Okay. That's, so that wasn't. That's good. I'm like, I face. hope he yeah. didn't just like yeah. assault her with his Poor blood. Poor Carrie like, Washington. Yeah. Just, here's some blood. I, uh, I watched on Amazon Prime. So I, I read that fact. The x-ray Right facts. before it happened. Oh, yeah, that yeah. sucks. Uh, well, it was funny because I didn't realize that they did a cut. But whenever mm. she reacted to having blood on her face, I was like, oh, my God, this is a real reaction to blood. Yeah. But no, it was it was fake there. Okay, that's good to know. I, I've been waiting to ask that. Um, I want to go back to the winter um, where Schultz and Django are working together. So after mm-hmm. they do the hit on the three brothers and he gets to 75 and is like, oh, he's like, why don't you work with me for the through the winter? Schultz tells Django, work with me through the winter. Help me get some more bounties um accomplished and then i'll take you to candyland essentially and we'll get mm-hmm. your wife back or i'll, I'll get, take you to the town where it is um because he's like you can't go there alone even as a free yeah. even as a free black man you can't go there alone it's way too well and there's there's an important scene there too where Django asking me he's like why are you doing this like why don't you just let me go and he says you're the first person schultz says you're the first person i've ever freed and i kind of feel responsible, responsible. yeah like i want to make sure that you're okay <clears throat> so uh where i'm going with this is so superficial <laughs> so the winter scenes right i, I felt like weren't they supposed to be in apple they didn't really see they but were they like, were around tennessee texas supposedly. and then they were going uh, east yeah. all over. Uh, okay because oh, they end up in right. i don't remember where Candyland is but it was eastern mississippi, u.s mississippi. mississippi but the winter right we've got winter scenes and stuff um, and at one point I'm like, yo, that's the Teton mountains, which are in Wyoming, <laughs> which is not where mm. we're supposed to be right no. now. And then Big daddy was in Tennessee. Yeah. So they went from Tennessee to Mississippi. I think so. I think. Yeah. Well, they started in Texas which is not at the Wyoming. beginning of the movie, I think, but it's not Wyoming. So, and this Definitely happens not. all the time in movies. There'll be like, oh, yeah. this is supposed to be like the eastern Appalachia and it's clearly the Pacific Northwest clearly like that, the Rocky Mountains. Th- that stuff happens all the time uh, but it was just funny to go man uh, we just went on vacation Danielle and I uh, last, oh, January? last January last January to Wyoming you've been there and not only had we been to those mountains there is a part where they walk through uh, or ride through a bunch of elk and it is clearly the elk reserves elk in reserve. Jackson Wyoming mm. with all the baby That's elk awesome. which we had definitely been to <laughs> and awesome. uh, the bison as well it's like oh there's bison everywhere mm-hmm. uh, i had some bison prime rib that was super fresh while i was in uh, wyoming so oh, it's just funny to go that's not where they're supposed to be because I've been <laughs> Definitely there. Not yeah, I've, I've been to that exact spot. That's yeah, cool. it's like oh, I could have traveled all the, over to for the winter. So who knows? That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. that. Why would you go yeah. to the colder place for the winter? I just though? yeah, it doesn't, wherever the bounties are. I guess, uh, you're right. I guess you're right. You're they right. could have been there. I thought I interpreted it as they're supposed to be in Appalachia and they're in the Rockies right now. Yeah, <laughs> which is whatever that's a good point though but uh they it did, was just but... it was on another like story aside it was cool to have been where they were filming uh recently yeah. like i was i've been on that elk reserve it's super neat um so we ate now some do you of those get why danielle went to the gilmore girls house i was just about to say that <laughs> i was like just like i was in stars hollow almost a week ago <laughs> it's the same gazebo you guys it's the same gazebo lorelei's house anybody so is anybody? it used for different no. Uh, it's been used for a few other things, yeah. Okay. Little Pretty Little Liars. Um, where I was also like had been used in Spider-Man films. I wonder if that stuff is that. recognizable as, oh, that's from Gilmore Girls in those yeah. other films. Okay. If you watch Pretty Little Liars, you're like, yeah, it's the same. They're in Stars Hollow. They're yeah. in Stars Hollow. Okay. That's good. But Gilmore Girls first. Everything else second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So enough about I, Gilmore Girls. I'm never so enough really about Gilmore Girls. Sorry, go back ahead. Back to the snowy Wyoming <laughs> mountains. I love the snowman scenes where he's learning <laughs> yeah. to become a builds like, a whole shooter. snowman. Yeah, yeah. I never built That's a snowman. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, man. It's uh... the bottle place. It was hilarious. Yeah, because yeah. he had one in the chest and one in the crotch. Shabba, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Foreshadowing the, the the so oh, I got one more thing uh, before we move into like final thoughts and, and star ratings and, and reviews and stuff. Um, I did not make it all the way through the movie without looking up how it ended. I couldn't, oh, really? I couldn't do it. God, that is your personality, though. Well, it's I'm very high. You strung. do that all the time, man. So most of the time, I will look up a movie. I will read the plot before I start watching it. So I'll know what happens mm-hmm. going in. That way, it's more enjoyable to me as a very anxious, high-strung person to watch how what I know is going to happen plays out. Um, on a level, I did that with Dune, but I read the book, right? So the the Dune movie, I was a big fan of. It's It was pretty true to the book. I'm very excited for part two this year. Uh, we may do a bonus episode about it. I'm so excited for it. Uh, but I had read the book up until where I guessed the movie would end. And I was, I actually overshot by a chapter, which is great. Um, but it was great to be able to see like, Oh, I know all these characters, you know, I've read this book and now I get to see how they're doing it on screen. That's, that's more of how I like to enjoy it because I don't have to have the, the anxiety of not knowing how it ends. So where I looked it up was, um, right when Sam Jackson's character started figuring things out mm-hmm. and was questioning so Hilda, That's, oh man, I looked it up. I was like, I want to know because I didn't. I wanted to know if Hilda was gonna get killed, you know, or who. I'm like, yeah. somebody's got a croak, right? Uh, and then it was Schultz, obviously. Sad. Um, I was sad. stressed. I had even seen it before, but I didn't remember like all the details. I remembered like getting to Candyland, and I remembered the ending. So I was gotcha. like, everything yeah. in the middle, I'm like, I don't remember how this works out, and yeah. I'm really stressed. Yeah, I definitely took the old coward's way out, though, and, and looked it up, and was able to enjoy the rest of the movie, because I was just, man, I could feel my blood pressure rising. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting too <laughs> too stressed out. Um, so I didn't make it. I, I had to look it up. Um, there are definitely movies I'm glad I didn't do that for that we've watched even recently fight club fight club if i had looked up fight club that would have ruined that movie. i'm so glad you didn't would have ruined that movie so i'm not gonna do that all the time but at that that far in i'm an over an hour 45 even two hours into the movie i'm like i know that there's not gonna be some insane twist i just want to know who croaks and how so that i can relax a little bit and enjoy this movie (laughs) instead of freaking out you know uh so yeah I, i bitched out and looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, and have you? All when they had s- Django uh, upside down, I got the Pulp Fiction vibes of that basement scene. Yeah, I was like, oh, get me uh, out of here! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why does he keep putting us in these situations? Yeah, he's always got uh, like adjacent to the plot, kind of like body horror esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's freaking me out. I was, yeah. I'm glad it didn't. Uh, culminate <laughs> um, have you all seen the movie shooter Mm-mm. no nope. maybe we should put that on, on the list next year uh, it's a mark Wahlberg. it's a mark Wahlberg movie it's very good it's probably not very good i enjoyed it um i don't think it's a five-star movie but it's a, it's a good movie and uh the that movie so that's that was the first like re, uh main character gets revenge on everybody who wronged him movies i had seen so, um, you know, watching Django's revenge tour uh, at the end of the movie <laughs> yeah. reminded me of Shooter. Um, if anybody out there listening has seen Shooter, um, maybe that's a stupid parallel to draw. But every time I see a movie that ends with uh, the protagonist killing everybody who wronged him in quick succession in the last 20 minutes, I think of Shooter. <laughs> yeah. um, so Very John Wick, yeah. Oh, I've never seen John Wick. We should have put that on the list. Nope, me either. Oh, man. Next year. Um, do we want to move into final thoughts before we go into star ratings? Anybody got anything? Yeah, was there was there anything else like was, about the end of the movie we wanted to talk? Yeah, about? I was just gonna say I, I really enjoyed the end of the movie. Um, him running into Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, the end. that's always funny. I, I mean, we, I've he, always I've only seen putting himself in movies. I hope right. he does it in I've every seen movie. Pulp Fiction before this. I assume he does it in all of them. 
And so far, he's zero for two. Like, <laughs> the characters that he's playing in these movies are rough. I think, but it's probably just, I mean, it's I more think it's fine, though, because it allows you to, it takes you out of it in a way that's like, all right, we're in the Quentin scene, you know? Like, you know, it's going to be pretty yeah. light. And you it's know, it's almost he's, like an intermission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this, so, oh, that scene. So I thought I had seen the end of the movie on YouTube, I had seen a Django clip. And it was um, um, the dynamite blowing Quentin Tarantino up. Mm. I thought that was the end of the movie. That was a funny yeah. scene, yeah. But uh, his so accent I, was rough. I was like, I feel like I've seen how this movie ends. No, no, just Quentin Tarantino blowing up. Where really he funny. convinces the two guys to give him their guns and then immediately yeah. turns around and shoots them. And then blows Tarantino up with the, yeah. the dynamite he's holding. Very funny. Uh, <laughs> one of the parts that made me laugh out loud in the end of the movie was when um, the, the candy sister gets shot oh yeah Laura. and she gets shot from the front like like yeah <laughs> jamie fox is looking straight down and slightly left at her mm-hmm. right shoots her and she flies as if she had been coat hooked off a stage like flies <laughs> yes. directly to the so right comical and it was yeah. hilarious it's so oh. over the top man uh, in her introduction i totally forgot about but he was like why is my beautiful sister yeah, like, what was, was such a weird <laughs> relationship with yeah. his sister? It's very it's so weird, weird seeing Leo with a woman in her thirties. There's, it's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. That's why she wow. had the dog. Yeah. yeah, she looks twelve years too old for you, Leo. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. But man, Leo loves young women, as we know. Couple yeah. uh, unrealistic deaths there, and that one was my yeah. favorite. The other one was yeah. uh, when. Um, when the dentist when schultz gets killed that shotgun blast like that's not oh, how God. that's not how kinetic energy works <laughs> but whatever my my favorite was the at the very beginning when he's um with the two guys he runs into in yeah, the at the beginning, in the at the beginning dr schultz he shoots a horse and then the horse falls on top of the guy mm-hmm. and then him and Django run off and the other slaves come and kill the guy and they shoot him in the head in freaking blood bits oh, everywhere. Yeah, oh, that's that great. Was, it was crazy. so much. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. <laughs> uh, any, any, anything else? Anybody got anything else? We're moving to star ratings. All Nothing right. Really? Let's move yeah. into star ratings. Who wants to start? I don't want to start. Uh, uh, Nick. It's funner to start like with we Nick. Start with we got to start, start with Nick. You yeah. always do. Well, me yeah. and you are the ones who haven't seen it. So let's get yeah, us true. out of the way first, and then we'll let the other two who've right. seen it uh, go ahead. Okay. So um, I liked it. That's it. No. Um, <laughs> the end. I liked the it. End. One star. I liked it. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I thought it was a really moving movie overall, really emotional. Um, but it also was really thrilling. Uh, there's a ton of violence and fights and shotguns. Um, but then there was also funny scenes. Yeah. Like there was, there were some really comedic parts that I was like legit laughing at. Um, and I think it is, I, I'm starting to understand why people love Tarantino. Cause you got all these different aspects kind of melting together to make this really good movie that, I mean, it's only been, when did it come out? 2011? 11 or 12, yeah. 11, 12, I think. So we got like 12 or 13 years removed from it. But I think it's, I mean, obviously it's a Tarantino, so it's going to it's gonna stand the test of time. But I think that's why, is because he does, he's able to like kind of mesh all these different storylines together, these different emotions and comedy and all that fun stuff. Um uh, one notable Tarantino quote that I wanted to point out where he was, I was listening to him talk about this movie and he's talking about how he wrote, he didn't write any of the characters for an actor or with an actor in mind. He okay. Casted the actors for his characters. Hmm. Um, mm. So he, I don't know. I just, I felt like it was such a well-written movie and um, I don't know. It was good. I'm losing my train of thought. I'm Danielle. How many stars? How many stars? Um, let's for this. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go four. Okay. Oh, okay. Pretty high. Pretty high. I want to go. I I almost went three and a half, but it, felt, it feels was, too low. What was your good, bad, and ugly score? 
Four. Three or four. Four. Oh. So this is e- this is an equal for you, essentially. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Two mm-hmm. essence in a row. Two fours from Nick. Uh, I'll go oh. ahead, and then we can get to the repeats, the repeat watchers over here. Um, I liked it. I did not like it as much as Pulp Fiction. Um, I don't think that's a bold stance. I I did not like it as much as Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Um, I don't, I, maybe that's, I feel like it has been sold to me as a Western, right? And I don't think it ticks the feel box of a Western movie. Um, you know, it takes more than, uh, some whip noises and push-ins to a character's face. A mountain in the background. And a mountain and horses, uh, I feel like there's, you know, there's an element of campiness that's required in a Western movie. Uh, there's just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I would call this a Western from at least the ones I've seen, nor am I qualified enough to make that call, but I'm going to anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my list. Yep. <laughs> um, for me, this is, I think, a three and a half. I think I gave Good and Bad and the Ugly a four or four and a half. I can't remember. I think me and Nick were fours and Carl was a four and a half. So yeah. I'm going to put it a tick under um, good and the bad and the ugly. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it a lot, um, but it's not, I mean, Pulp Fiction was a five for me. Um, good, the bad, the ugly is a four. Uh, I would say the other two uh, man with no name movies would probably be four and a halves for me before four and a half. So Ooh. this isn't as good as any, I liked this less than every other Western I've, I've seen. I liked it less than the other Tarantino movie I've seen. So if we're looking at a Tarantino Western, it's worse than both uh, hmm. of the other examples in this list that, that I have to draw from. So, but three and a half, still a great score above average movie. Um, that feels like a knock, but it's not, <laughs> it's a good movie. I liked it a lot. Uh, yeah. I thought Jamie Foxx is great. I didn't know what to expect from him. Uh, I'd never seen a movie with him in it. Um, really never seen anything with him in it. So uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed uh, the Sh- the Schultz character so much. I want to watch Inglorious Bastards and get more of Christopher mm. Waltz. I think his name is. I want to get more yep. of that guy because uh, that's that was really one of my biggest takeaways from the movies. I want more of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, three and a half for me. Uh, definitely had a good time watching it. Uh, didn't feel long to me. I thought there was definitely some hilarious moments in it. Definitely some heavy heavy moments. Uh, it was a good movie. Um, Carl, why don't you go ahead? All right. Um. So I I enjoyed it and you know we've already harped on that like it's not quite a western and even it doesn't really quite feel like a Tarantino to me as much as Pulp Fiction or even like uh, Reservoir Dogs you know um, yeah there's just something about this movie it's like it's good but it's not great or there and I can't I don't know my film enough to quite pinpoint right. what it is or if it, it's just not the movie for me maybe the subject matter just makes me a little bit too uncomfortable to really enjoy it um, but even like the uh the KKK scene I, I I thought it was less funny and more kind of hokey when I first saw it I was like really? it just okay. seemed kind of like an SNL skit that was dragging on too long okay so I don't know there was just parts that I don't know if I just maybe wasn't in the right mindset watching or I'm just not wasn't you know didn't receive it well or something but um yeah I don't know it's just something about the movie just doesn't quite do it the same way that like Pulp Fiction or like The Good Bad the Ugly does like okay I think and it maybe it's the tone like The Good and the Bad the Ugly is like almost a myth. You have this like man with no name. You have these characters that are almost like legend, you know. And this is more like people we're following, so it's more true to life, That's I guess. And maybe that point, makes me definitely. more uncomfortable. Um, or seeing least... like the so I don't know. It's like there's something like that. Um, and I feel like Tarantino does a better job when he's making something that's like Western adjacent, like Pulp Fiction, where there's obviously the Western vibes, but not specifically and literally a Western. Same with like Reservoir Dogs. He does that same three-man standoff in that movie, but it's not a Western. Like he's still, he's he's like, I think he's better when he's kind of removed from that genre a little bit and has, it does more of a modern take. I think when, like same, like Hateful Eight, I also don't love, and that's another Western that he's done. So I think there's just something about the way that he approaches movies that's either too modern for the Western genre to work and to pop perfectly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought now too. But so um, basically, I yeah, I, I think it's a good movie, and I think it's got, does a lot of things well that everyone's kind of harp, uh, you know, articulated. So I'm on the fence between three and three point five. Mm. I really, really liked uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've listened yep. to that soundtrack like five times through, and those that last song so like good. ninety times. 
So, um, and you know, Pulp Fiction, I gave a five. So, I I think three five feels good. Three five. Um, it's yeah. not. It's better than just three, but it's not. It's just not quite at that level for the others for me. I think but, we yeah. have very similar thoughts, and I liked your point about how westerns have that legend. Yeah. You know, you're watching an Annie Oakley or a Wyatt Earp yeah. or a you know man with no name. Like, it's supernatural it's larger mm-hmm. than life it's you know and this felt and i guess django does that too he becomes that like character but it's for something yeah yeah it's not i don't know something different i don't know yeah yeah it, I'm, I'm definitely with you there i definitely yeah. with you there danielle what about you you'd seen it uh, this, you'd also yeah, seen it before i had all seen it before um let's see here so i think i'm gonna give it a 3.5 as well okay um because i enjoy it for the revisionist history somebody said that i like that Django is the hero that he gets to take revenge on his captors that he gets he gets his wife and in mm. my mind they go live happily ever after with their money up in the north um so and you know i love that doctor like you said dr schultz's character is the good guy and he comes in and kind of has a little bit of a fatherly role and helps him out um so i really enjoy all those positive elements um and it's just an interesting take on like very heavy subject matter. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I already said I'm going to give it a 3.5. All right. So, but you know, it's not something I'm going to watch all the time. No, definitely so. not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I don't know. This I is the first time I haven't watched a movie like three times through. I only got like one and a half with this one. Wow. And I was, yeah, but you can only watch so many of those mauling scenes, That's you right, know? Man. It's, <laughs> it's a heavy one. Yeah, um, it's everyone, but a good movie. Uh, I had some really yeah. funny moments. Um, all in all, I, I liked it. We all we all liked it. We're all pretty much in agreement again, yep. um, which is good. Tarantino bringing you us all, together. <laughs> everyone except me gave it a three point five. Three point five. Yeah. Yep. And you were four, correct? Um, yeah. Yeah. I almost went there. Mm. So it was a good script. So it, it bumped up for stand me. Stand firm in your decisions. Oh, I stand. Well, there you go. Let's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's that was uh a joke for three people. That's a joke for three people. Let's uh draw a movie, eh? Yeah. Let's go. Let's pick a ticket. You stir the bucket. Next go week. ahead and stir the pot. Stir it up. As you will. You no, know I love stirring the pot. Our popcorn bucket of fate. What, what will, fate do will it be? I hope it's under two hours. That's my only <laughs> I've asked for the mummy every week. I want it so bad. The mummy. Truman show. Ooh. Ooh. Not that. How about another historical, oh. historical movie? The Mummy's historical. African Queen? No. Any other guesses? Oh, Lawrence of Arabia? No. Historical. I'll go. I'll yeah. go ahead and say I won't leave you in suspense any longer. I pulled three hundred. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. So a friend of yeah. mine told me this is good. She said it was really good. That'll be. So. We finally right. get to understand the meme behind this is Sparta. This is Sparta. Yeah. So, you know, historical based movie, The 300 of Thermopylae. Um, apparently, really good movie from what I know. Uh, kind of a bro movie, I think, right? Like, is yeah, that fair to say? Has anybody seen it before? I s- it, was like, it came out when I was in like high school, I think. So yeah. I, I've seen. It's under two hours. Oh. Let's go! <laughs> it's one hour and 57 minutes, but I'll take hey. it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's kind of like a bro movie. Like, in in, a, yeah. in the same way that, shorter, like, but there's so many slow motion scenes that, like, <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. Louise. I feel like right. going Watch in, not, having not seen it, obviously, I've seen a couple of scenes, but maybe in the same vein as Gladiator, maybe that's fair. Yeah. I have no you idea. know, like the highlight reel kind of. Also, never yeah. seen that. Clips Gladiator's good. Gladiator's good. Uh, all right, well. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, we're gonna watch three hundred, and uh, not three hundred and one. Not three hundred. Not two hundred ninety nine. Wasn't there a three hundred <laughs> sequel? Four hundred. I, I hope it was three hundred and one. No. Or three hundred and a half. <laughs> no, it was something. No. Anyway, uh, six hundred. You know, subscribe to the show. Comment. Tell us why we're idiots. Uh, like the video. Share it with your friends, and uh, we will watch three hundred. Watch three hundred with us. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one.